know many of you have heard this, this story many, many times. And sometimes when we've heard it for the 45th time or 95th time or 12th time, we just kind of tune out, don't we? But can I ask you to listen to this story with fresh ears and fresh eyes? Let's see what God has to tell us in this season of Advent. I'm wondering, um, Advent and Christmas usually bring up very strong emotions in people. People either love the Christmas season or Christmas and Advent um, reminds others of us of what isn't with us this Christmas. How we're missing someone or something and we dread this season. If that's you, I hope that this Christmas and Advent season is different. That this season somehow Christ can come in a new way and heal some of those hurts. But many people love Christmas. So I'm wondering if if you can share with me, what are some of your favorite things that happen during Advent and Christmas? Just call them out. What do you love about this season? Nobody loves Christmas. (laughs) Please? (laughs) Brian, what's your favorite? Christmas Eve service, awesome. That was pretty significant in your life, wasn't it? Yeah, praise God, that's awesome. Fellowship, Fellowship. fantastic. Food, of course. Time with family. Music. Just music and laughter, awesome. All amazing parts. Does anybody know the first, what the first Christmas song or first Christmas carol was? Silent Night? Good guess. Anybody else? Any, any other guesses? Joe's going to read us the, the first um, Christmas song, Mary's song. Mary was the first one confronted with the message of Christmas and the gospel. Let's hear what happened. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her. For you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High God. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, But how could this happen? I am a virgin. The angel replied, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. 
People used to say she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month, for nothing is impossible with God. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And then the angel left her. A few days later, Mary hurried to the hill country of Judea, to the town where Zechariah lived. She entered the house and greeted Elizabeth. At the sound of Mary's greeting, Elizabeth's child leaped within her, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Elizabeth gave a glad cry and exclaimed to Mary, God has blessed you above all women, and your child is blessed. Why am I so honored that the mother of my Lord should visit me? When I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb jumped for joy. You are blessed because you believe that the Lord would do what he said. Mary responded, Oh, how my soul praises the Lord, how my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he took notice of his lowly servant girl, and from now on all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one is holy, and he has done great things for me. He shows mercy from generation to generation to all who fear him. His mighty arm has done tremendous things. He has scattered the proud and haughty ones. He has brought down princes from their thrones and exalted the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away with empty hands. He has helped his servant Israel and remembered to be merciful. For he made this promise to our ancestors, to Abraham and his children forever. Have you ever thought of Mary as being the first Christian? The first one changed by the message of the gospel, the message of, Christ of Christmas? Have you ever thought of her in that, that light? I think looking at Mary and Mary's story, as Joe has read to us in Luke 1, looking at it bit by bit will really open our eyes. And I hope that this morning, looking at Mary's journey from, huh, to my soul magnifies the Lord, looking at that journey, I hope you can relate to her journey. I hope you can um, hear the Christmas story, the story of Jesus coming in a new way. Initially, when the angel appeared to Mary, she, she was bewildered. She didn't know, like, what was going on or what to make of it. But can you blame her? There's this gap between the Old and New Testament where God appeared to be silent. Does anybody know how long that gap was? 400 years. 400 years of silence. Do any of you know what happened in the 1700s? Any of that come fresh and new to you? That was 400 years ago. So no wonder when Mary, when the angel appeared to Mary, no wonder she was bewildered. No wonder she was astonished. No wonder she did not know what to make of it. But the angel reassures her and says, Mary, don't be afraid. God is with you. You have been, you are highly favored. You are going to give birth to the Savior of the world. Mary's still like, huh? 
How is this possible, she says. How is this possible? I am a virgin. I don't understand. I don't get it. I don't believe what you're saying. You are Gabriel, the special messenger of the Lord, but what? Have you ever thought that the Christmas message, the gospel message, was a little overwhelming? A little difficult to believe? Have you ever been there? Maybe you're like me and you were raised in a Christian home and you've heard this story at least 45 times. And, eh. At some points in your life, maybe you just stop listening. It just became old hat. But hearing the story, maybe some of you were moved. Moved that, moved like Mary was. Because Mary went from a place of, like, how is this possible? And she moved on beyond that. And I hope you have this morning too. But if you haven't, Mary continued to ask questions. She continued to say, like, how is this possible? Please explain this to me because I don't get it. So the angel, Gabriel, continued to explain exactly what would happen and exactly how God can do the impossible. The angel Gabriel continued to say that with God, nothing is impossible. How many of you need to hear that message this morning? That with God, nothing is impossible. I've needed to hear that message in multiple ways over the last several weeks. As we say goodbye to our much-loved worship leader and his family, Descend into one of the hardest reaches places in the planet. I wonder, will anybody be used by God to, to gather IPC to worship the way we have? And then I remember, and the words of the angel come to me, because with God, nothing is impossible. So it's not impossible for a young family to go into a hard-to-reach place and bring the gospel message. Because with God, nothing is impossible. That doesn't give you goosebumps? I hope at some point it will. There's been a lot of our congregation who's dealing with illness. In the last couple of weeks, we've heard about illness coming back to people that we love. And I've wondered, God, seriously? I've wrestled with why do we need to be living in this broken world where, where moms get sick? But the angel's voice comes to me again and says, with God, nothing is impossible. So we don't know if our friends will be healed in this life or the next, but we know God is a God of healing. And with God, nothing is impossible. Do you need to hear that message? I hope. 
that that message, the message from the angel that nothing is impossible with God moves you on your spiritual journey. Because Mary still didn't get it. But she said, all right, God, like you, you're God. I'm going to submit myself to you because I know that you are big and you are good. So I'm here to say, I'm your servant. That's what Mary has said. I don't get it all. I don't know how you're going to fit these pieces to get together because I'm still a little overwhelmed. But I know you're God and I know you're good and I know you're merciful. So I'm going to submit myself to you. So Mary says, I'm your servant. May your words, the words you've spoken to me, Angel Gabriel, may they come true. Are you at that place this morning? You don't get how all the pieces come together, but you know God is good. So you're just going to put one foot in front of the other and trust that God has a bigger idea, a better plan than you can imagine. You've looked at the alternatives, and they're not great. So you're putting your hope and your trust in God. Are you at that place this morning? Mary doesn't stay in that place. She goes and she visits her relative Elizabeth. And when she walks in the door, the Holy Spirit comes upon Elizabeth and says, Wow, something big is going on here. Something amazing and incredible is happening. And Elizabeth, full of the Holy Spirit, says that she is blessed because the mother of her Savior has come to visit her. I never thought that the Christmas story would be one of the best arguments for group ministry, for why groups are important. But the angel Gabriel spoke to Mary in two different ways and moved her to a certain point of submission, and I'm your servant. But it wasn't until the Holy Spirit moved in a more mature woman, a more mature Christian, that Mary finally got it. Isn't that neat? The angel Gabriel, sometimes I wish that God spoke to me with angels, that he could just clarify some of my questions. But this story teaches me that angel angel. The Holy Spirit, part of the Godhead, part of the Trinity, working through other people who are more mature, further along in the journey, can call up things in us, can move us along from, huh, I'm submitting myself, but I don't really get it, to my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices. Do you have an Elizabeth in your life? If you don't, can you find one? If you don't have an Elizabeth in your life, can you join a group, join a triad, join women's ministry, men's ministry, and find that person who's going to call out great things in you? And if you are an Elizabeth, do you have a Mary? Are you using the Holy Spirit's gifts within you to mentor someone to come along? Someone 
to realize just what God wants to do in their lives? Can you find yourself a Mary? Maybe in a group, maybe somewhere else. I'm going to advocate for a group because that's the ministry that I'm passionate about. And I think that God's message to us can come really strong when we gather together in groups. So can I challenge you folks? Find yourself an Elizabeth. Find yourself a Mary. Use the gifts that the Holy Spirit has given you to so that we together can pursue what God has called us to. Because when, when Mary realizes what the angel has said and how the pieces fit together, her testimony is amazing. She looks back and says, God, you've been so good in the past. God, I can't believe you're using me, a humble servant. I'm just, I'm a teenager. I'm just a lowly, peasant, Palestinian girl. But all generations are going to call me blessed. You are going to use me, Mary says, you are going to use my body to bring the Savior of the world. You are awesome. If God can use a teenager, a lowly peasant Palestinian girl, to bring the gospel of salvation to the world, imagine what he can do with you, what he can do with your life. Imagine what he can do with all of us together. So what's your song? What song is, has God written in your life? What song is God, God, by his Holy Spirit, writing in your life? Have you shared your song? Have you shared your testimony, how God has brought you to this place where you can say, Wow, you are good. You have been good in the past, you're good in the present, and you are bringing salvation for the whole world. Have you written your song? Have you spoken your song? We live in a Canadian culture where one out of 10 people attends church. One out of 10 people gathers together to be strengthened and encouraged by the word of God. You have one Likely one out of ten of your neighbors shares your faith. Which means nine out of ten of your neighbors need to hear your song. They need to hear the testimony of what God is doing in your life. They need to hear how God's spirit is making a difference. It's not just the same old story, folks. It's a story of salvation. So I don't know where you are in this journey, but I know God is good, and God wants to keep moving you along, moving you from doubt, and I don't get this, but I'm submitting my life to you too. My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices because you, God, are good, and you can use me you can use Mary 
You, the master of the universe, who views our universe as a speck, became a speck, became a single-celled organism, and grew and developed and was born and grew and developed and remained faithful to his calling, his calling all the way to a cross. Wow. So I don't know where you are on your journey today, but I know that God is good. And I know that we are called as individuals and as IPC to keep moving along on that journey so that we together can testify to how good God is, so that we can testify to God's goodness and his grace and his salvation. Our God is good. And Jesus Christ, he went all the way for us. He went all the way on the cross. He bled and he died and he took all our, all our sins, all the things that keep us from a, a loving relationship with God and each other, and he took them all. And he said, it's finished, it's done, I've done it for you. And he calls us this morning to celebrate what he's done. So I don't know where you are on your journey today, but let's keep journeying together. Let's keep journeying because God is good and God calls us to something more. So let's come to communion this morning and will you let God move you? Will you let God move you on that next step of the journey? Will you remind yourself and remind each other that with God nothing is impossible? Let's pray. Dear God, your message of salvation is so amazing and so incredible. Forgive us when we just hear your, your story is the same old, same old. But renew yourself in us today. Renew your spirit within us so that you are moving us beyond our doubt, beyond being perplexed. Move us to submit our lives to you, dear God. Move us so that we can share our testimonies, so we can share the stories of your goodness in our lives, so we can bring praise and honor to you. Dear God, thank you that you sent your son, Jesus. And thank you that he bled and died for us, and that he rose again, and he is now the king of all creation. Thank you that we can gather together and praise and worship you. And thank you that we can gather around your table and enjoy communion together. You are good and we praise you. Amen.